Hayyemem Shishi Vashabas is Friday, it's Yudalad. Yad Marcheshvan. And this mime is very short. But don't let the size fool you. <laughs> the size of the Maimed has nothing to do with the ease of the Maimed. This is a very, very deep Maimed. The problem is it's so vague, you can learn this Maimed and um, understand this Maimed and really not at all, not at all, get what's really going on here. Because the Rebbe is consolidating, the Rebbe is crunching together into two pages various pshotim in a posuk, al from a variety of different Hasidic sources, and he is really giving us very, very concisely, two pages, a comprehensive overview and a sequential development of how Hasidus sees this Pesach. And um, it's a Maimir. <laughs> it's a Maimir. It's a Maimir. Now let me begin from the beginning. Let's read the Pesach. Avram Avinu planted an Eishel, which means either a tree or a park or a garden in Be'er Sheva. And he got... He got to calling, and he even got others to call with him, B'Shem Avaya, in the name of God Almighty, and that what should people call that Keil Elam? And of course, the Rebbe brings from the Ramban, it doesn't say Keil Ha'olam, the master of the world. It says God the world, which means to say that Avraham Avinu, got even in Vishodim, got people that in an earlier time were Mishtab Chavim, pagans, not only to know that there's Hashem Alakein, Hashem Achad, but to appreciate that the nature of the relationship between the Abishta and the world is so strong that Kalelam, God is the world. Not that God is the master of a world that's separate from the Abishta, but that the God is the world. That's the Pasuk. This Pasuk is an Arpash. Um, this Pasuk occurred when Avraham Avinu was around the hundreds. How do I know this? Because Rashi says Abraham spent 25 years in Hebron, which is from the age of 75 to the age of 100. And then Avraham relocated to Be'er Sheva. And part of the reason had to do with the collapse of Sadaim. There was no longer the same travel route. Everything had to change. So Avraham had to find a new place which was logistically suitable for meeting people. And... Um, Perhaps also Avraham Avinu wanted to meet a different group of people, so he changed venues. I mean, I don't think Heaven and Be'er are very far away. I've never been to Eretz Yisrael, but they're not a million miles apart. But it was further south. After living in Be'er Sheva for 26 years, he moved back to Heaven. And again, I don't know why he made the return to Heaven. Perhaps by this point, after the, tra- the calamity in Tzedayim, things had already begun to settle, and the roots were reestablished, and living in Heaven would have worked for Avram Avinu to be able to meet people. And for the most part, that's why Avram lived his last uh, 50 years, from the age of 26, so 126 to 175, is 49 years in Be'er Sheva, in Hebron again. This Pasuk is when he moved to Be'er Sheva. Initially, he moved to Gerar, and he had trouble with Avimelech and so forth. Then he moved to Be'er Sheva, which is not far from Gerar, and he established himself there. There was a peace treaty made between him and Avimelech. And Avram settled there and he established himself and he built this Eishel and he became a... Now, when Avram lived in Hebron, he did pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Avram was a traveler and an agitator. 
Okay, Avraham Avinu wasn't a Jew who believed in God and kept it to himself. Avraham Avinu wasn't even a person who believed in God and shared it with the interested. Avraham was, as they say in our culture, in your face. He found people and argued with people and argued with people till they convinced him that the Hashem Hashem And people didn't like it. Right? They call it in our culture soliciting. Avraham was the first person who did Miftsayim of Agres and Fanem. So in Hebron, he did the same thing. He also had the tent. I mean, the kids, my little children, they come home from nursery when they, you know, with the, with the tent, with the four doors. They bring it to us. Lech lecha. They don't bring it by Yeda. Although in Chumash, the Eishel is described in Pashas by Yeda. It's an assumption. It's a presumption. It's, a, it's, it's self-understood, if you will, that even in Pashas Lech lecha, in other words, in Avraham lived in Hebron before he relocated to Be'er Sheva, he had more or less the same arrangement. He had a tent with four doors. And on Sada's Eichel there was an Anan. And people came and he fed them food. And he made them say, Otherwise they had to pay and so forth and so on. So the Vayita Eish of Sheva in our Pasha, we have to assume was not the first. Perhaps Avram did something different. But it's not such a radical supposition. It's not such a crazy thing to assume without the Tater telling it to us explicitly that what the Tater describes in our Pasha, Avram had already been doing for 25 years, maybe even more. Yet, the Tater never explicitly states how Avraham set himself up, that he built a Pundik, and people came, the Gans and the Mises. In the beginning of our Pasha, Pasha's Vayeda, which is much before Vayita Eishel, you already have who Eimad Aleim Tachasa Eitz, and the eights and the Eishel, according to many, is the same thing. And the eights taka was still in Hebron. He hadn't yet moved to Be'er Sheva. So obviously, we see from the Pasha itself that before Vayita Eishel, there was already a Vayita Eishel. So the Torah is telling us a story. And the story the Torah is telling us is a reflection of Avraham Avinu's, what they call MO, his modus operandi, how he did things. He traveled and bothered people. And when he settled and he sat in one place and his shepherds went out to feed his animals in the desert and so forth and so on, he was busy feeding people and teaching people about the maybe This is what I want to do. So we all understand that not every single act of Avraham Avinu's life is recorded in the Torah. And the Torah chooses to tell us Vayita Eishel, that Avraham Avinu planted in Eishel, and at what point in Avraham Avinu's life did the Tater tell us, Dafke after Yitzchak was born and he had a bris and he relocated from Hebron to Be'er Although, like I'm saying to you, it's so reasonable to presume that whatever the Eishel was, he had been doing before. What now, exactly. We'll get to that in a minute. Eishel either means a tree or a garden or a, a hotel for people to visit. Here we have a Maimir. This Maimir is explaining the Pasek Vayita Eishel Bever Shava al Pichsidis. If I may say, it's not strictly al Pichsidis, it's al Pichnim Yisateh, the Vikabol al Pichsidis. In other words, this Maimir doesn't bother with the Pshat in the Nigladika sense. The Maimir assumes we've already learned Rashi and the Mepharshim, and we understand the various different understandings of Vayita Eishel and Pshut Eishel Mikro and in Drush and in Remis, the various different ways of understanding, first of all, what Avraham did. 
Second of all, why Avraham did it? And third of all, why it's important enough for it to be recorded in the Torah for posterity that Avraham Avinu was a native Asian? Our Maimah picks up the story in the middle. You've already learned on the level of Pshat and it him is in Drush for Let us now explore by What we're going to find is that the Rebbe quotes, like I said to you, a, a number of different Maimorim. And he extracts from the Pasuk Vayita Eishel three different Pshatim Al-Pichsidus three different Pshatim in Kabbalah Chsidus alone about Vayita Eishel Beve'eshoba but what you must take heed what you must pay attention to is that each later Pshat is not just an alternative Pshat it's not just another Pshat but it's a deeper Pshat if I'm not wrong, every single idea that the Rebbe brings in this Maimed, he brings sources for. In other words, the Rebbe, Ledaiti, is not saying something that the Fidik Abayim didn't say. But in one Maimed, two pages, the Rebbe is crunching together, if I'm not wrong, everything Chassidus has to say about this post-Aviyat And of course, the question becomes you know, in Pshutashomika, we all understand what it is. He made himself an estate. It was very comfortable and very inviting. And he invited people in. Most people have estates. They put up fences and they put up guards and they don't let you enter. They have electric wires. Avraham Avinu had an estate and it was open to the public. Arangabrach mentions he gave him and he talked about the Mabish. That's Pshutashomik. What is the Hasidus of Ayyita Eishel? And this, I'm about to say now, doesn't say in the Maimon. And why is it in this passion? Clearly, something has happened to Avraham Avinu that although the idea of Eishel had been going on, Way before, but in our Pasha, Abraham's a hundred years old, he's relocated from heaven to Be'er Sheva. Now the Torah tells us, Now we're going to get to the Maimon in, in a minute or two. I just want to tell you um, one introductory thought. I've already told you we're going to have three different Pshatim and Be'er and understand that these three different shatam are not just three different versions, they're poshat, they're literally three different madrigas. Okay? So before I start, I just want to give you an introduction to what amounts to the first madrigas. The One of the taich, one of the translations of Ayita Eishel is Elon, that he planted a tree. What is the Kabbalah? What is the mysticism behind Elon? which is also often called Eitz. What is the Kabbalah behind Elon? There are Kabbalah Svarim that are called, there's a famous, famous Kabbalah Sefer that is called Elon Agodl. <laughs> the great tree. What is the Kabbalah behind Elon? So first of all, all of us understand that Kabbalah is a Chochmah that for so long was barely known. Kabbalah came from Meshach Rabbeinu, it existed from the, throughout the time of Ayis Rishon, and then the man of Golis Bovel. But who learned Kabbalah? Special, special people would whisper Mipela A's in secrets of Kabbalah. The first significant radiation of Kabbalah is, of course, Rabbi Shimon Bayechai. And the second one was in the Zerah, was found a thousand years later. And one of the things that Kabbalah has, and I, perhaps we can even say that Kabbalah suffers from, is language. Oftentimes, 
you're reading the same ideas in completely different words, totally different words. Because they, in the Gemara you have Kabbalah, but it doesn't look like Kabbalah. It looks like nonsense, nothing. In Medrashim you have Kabbalah, in the, the Go'oinim you have Kabbalah. Frequently different Kabbalah speak in various different languages. Okay, so understand that in the language of the Gemara, the Eser Sfiris, the ten Sfiris of Atilos, are called Netiyos, plants. What is a tree? It's a metaphor for the Sfira or Sfirois of Atzilus. That makes the point that the reason you call it Elon, Lashen Yachid, one tree and not ten trees, because in Atzilus there's Achtos. So although there's ten Sfiris, all ten Sfiris add up to Elon, to one tree. The Gemara tells the story about Elisha Achen. You know this, right? Elisha Benavoya. You heard of Elisha Benavoya, yeah? Elisha Benavoya was a Tani. He was the Rebbe of Rabmeir. And there's Yatzalatai Basro. He never went off the Yiddish and Derech. How does the Gemara describe his heresy? How does the Gemara describe his collapse into Hepacha Achtos, the lack of Amuna? The Gemara's expression is Kitzitz Benetius, which translates in simple English, he started cutting down the trees. Kitzitz Benetius, he started cutting trees. That's what Kitzitz Benetius. So in the Shas, in the, in the Gemara, when you want to talk about ten sphiris, we talk about ten sphiris, we call lights, oiris. In the language of the Shas, the ten sphiris are called plants, trees, netias, neta. There's actually a medrash, an ancient medrash from the times of the Tanoim, which describes the Elam and Elam as trees. Ten trees in one line, ten trees in three lines, the trees cut down, the trees grow. In Kabbalah, when they taught, in, I'm sorry, in Chazal, Going back 2,000 years, when they want to talk about the Esos they don't call them Svitas as we call them, they call them trees, Ilonis. Now, a frame of reference. What is the opposite of trees? <laughs> Shrubs, no. What is the opposite of trees? So I'm going to give you the Hebrew and I'm going to try my best to explain it to you. The opposite of Netiyos is Nivdolim. Okay, you had this language, Nivdol you have in the language of the Kechokrimos. You have netiyes, plants, trees, and you have nivdolim, the separated ones. What are nivdolim? Nivdolim are malachim. Angels are called nivdolim. Why? Nivdolim, angels are called malachim because they're separated from two fundamental things. A, they have no body, at least according to the Rambam. Right? B, they're not planted. They're not anchored to the ground. So think about the, the metaphor. It's a mushroom. But you have to wrap your mind around the mush. The Sfirats are called trees, nitiot, plants, because they're anchored to the ground. And Elisha Aches, going off the Yiddish Aveg, is called Kitzitz Benetius, cutting the trees down, separating the trees from the source. In other words, saying that the Sfirats of Atzilis are Nivdalim, are Amatzias. They're not one with the Abish. You get it? In other words, the metaphor of a tree is connected to the source. The Sviris of Atzilos, even though they're Midas, are connected to the Ein Saif. His, his Arab game from Yiddish and Vega, Lisha Aches, going where he's not supposed to, was cutting the tree, saying that the Midas of Elokus are not one with Elokus. They're separate from Elokus, which creates problems poshet with Achtos. The opposite is Malachim. Malachim are called Nivdolim, because Malachim angels, for the most part, are not godliness. Malachim are Nivroyim. They're nivdal, that means to say they're strictly intellectuals, they have no body. 
They have no uh, physical needs like eating, sleeping, resting, and so forth. Their whole reality is ideas. So they're nivdal, they're removed from everything physical. But by the same token, they're also nivdal from elakus. So the, the, the safe, there's a safe called Ilan Agodl. The H.S. Chaim is, is the subtitle. It's one of the most famous Kabbalah Svarim ever written. It's Ilan Agodl. Why? So the, in the times of the Shas, they didn't call Esesfides Esesfides. They called Esesfides Esenetias, ten plants. Why these names were changed in later generations is a long story. And of course, not only do we have time for it, you, you have to know what you're talking about, and I wouldn't if I would start discussing that question. But nonetheless, in the earliest Kabbalah, Sviras are called plants, trees. So the Teda says, Vayita Eisho. Abraham is planting a tree. <laughs> We're not talking about the physical tree that attracted physical people who gave them physical food so they should physically say, Baruch HaMishachal He created an Eisho, a tree, Lamailo. What is Lamailo? Be've'er Sheva. In the place called Be'er Sheva. So this is level one of this Maimed. This Maimed is not discussing the Pshat in Nigle of this Pasuk. This Maimed is giving us the Pneumius of this Pasuk. And the Pneumius of the Pasuk is that Avram is planting a tree which goes on Svidus of Attilus in a place called Be'er Sheva. Now, that explains perhaps, this is my own comment now, why it doesn't say in Lech Lecha. Because it was only at this point that Avraham reaches the Madrega of Ayita Eishel Be'er Sheva. So that's what the Taylor says it here. In other words, in Pshut Eishel Mikra, the same Ayita Eishel you have here is Vahu Eimai Lame Tachas Hates. He planted this, he made the same MO that he had in Vayera, the same MO he had in Be'er Sheva, he had in Chevrin. The reason the Taylor writes it here is because now it's not only true in Pshut Eishel Mikra, it's true in Taylor Semis, it's true in Pnimis Anyanim. Avraham Avinu was planting a tree, in other words, Svidus Avatilus, in Be'er Sheva. Now, what does Be'er Sheva mean? Let's, we're ready to learn the Maimed, okay? My introduction has gone on long enough, <laughs> longer than long enough. Avraham Avinu plants a tree or trees in Be'er Sheva. And he got, got people to declare Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Achot. On a level of Kaleilam that the Abish did in the world are one and the same thing. So the Rebbe refers to a Maimed that had been recently been published. And he wonders, the Rebbe does, why was the Maimed only printed now and not printed long ago? And of course the answer is because there was no money. <laughs> but that's not an answer of that's an answer of checkbooks. It wasn't printed until now, says the Rebbe, because now we have to do your Futsa Menasecha Chutza. Five lines into the Maimed. Now Hasidus has to reach the most distant, the most far places from Kedusha. So more Hasidus is printed, so we should be able to reach Now you'll see later why I'm showing this to you, because I think that this comment is very much connected to the Teichen of this Maimed. Okay, so now skip the bracket. The Isa B'Zeyer, which means I'm holding, what, seven lines at the top of the page. It says in Zeyer, you should come and hear. There are ten trees. And the ten trees go on the ten spheres of Atzilus. And the Rebbe brings a niggler reference to the same. If you have ten trees in an area of a saw, of a base saw, which is 50 amas, 50 amas, that is called a sedei ilon. It's called a, 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 fruit, a field for trees. If you have less than that number of trees, then it's a sada with Ilanis. 
If you have more than that number of trees, it's called a yad. It's too concentrated. It's not healthy for the trees. Ten trees in an area of 50 yad. 50 yad, but this is called a sedei ilon, and has special alochas agabi shviyas. The Rebbe brings the Nigla Shebedavim Mutalachet Rechulu B'Shvilon B'Rashvis Ad Rosh Hashanah Rechulu Why the Rebbe brings this Maimah Chazal I don't know Well, B'chol Leifen Trees are allusions to the sweetest of Atzilas And uh, Zayar HaKadosh When it's explaining this Pasuk Of Avram planting Eishel And the Zayar translates Eishel means a tree Vayita Eishel says the Zayar There's ten trees and what are the ten plants? And of course, as I explained a few moments before, in contrast to the Nivdolim, that are neither Gashmis, they're home with Sesechel, but they're not a Lakus. The Sfidus of Atzilus and Atzilus, they're anchored to the source, to the Yen Sof, which is higher than Atzilus. Hainu Sfidus the Atzilus. The ten Sfidus of Atzilus. Okay? And it says that these ten Sfidus of Atzilus, the Achid Lehain, that Avraham Avinu brought them into a state of oneness, Bahu Asra, into that land, Ikri, which is called Erev Shvias, the Eve of Shvias. Vayita Eishel, Avraham brings the ten Svidas, Beve'er Shava, I'll save you the details, to the Madreg of Malthus. Svidas, Atzilus is a holy place, it's a godly place. But you know what else? Atzilus is not here, it's over there. Says the Teira Vayita Eishel of Ramavinu plants all ten Sfidus, even though it says Eishel Loshin Yochid Sheva, he connects the ten Sfidus with Malchus. Now, if you connect the ten Sfidus with Malchus, what do we down here have from it? Lachayda, not that much. <laughs> if you move the furniture around in Atzilus, only Atzilus sees the change. But that's the Taich, at least the initial Taich of the Apostle Vayita Eishel Beveir Shava Avraham Avinu takes as the Sfidus of Atzilus. And he's meyachetem with Svidus Amalchus. And the Rebbe says Shvius, the number seven goes on Malchus. Hainu, this means Hamshachas Vechibur to draw down and to connect Ha'eses Svidus, the ten attributes of Atzilus in Svidus Hamalchus with the attribute of Malchus, which is called Be'er Sheva. Now, the Rebbe connects this to Shabbos. Shabbos is also the seventh day. So Shabbos goes on Malchus as well. Be'er Sheva, the city of Be'er Sheva, also has to do with the number seven, do with Malchus. Shvius, which means the sabbatical year, the seventh year, also has to do with Malchus. So the Rebbe says, but there's a difference. Shabbos, not only Malchus ascends, all the ten Svidas ascend. Shvius, only the earth ascends, only Malchus ascends, which is why on Shabbos you're not allowed to do any work. And on Shemitah, you're only not allowed to do work that relates to the earth. What is the mysticism of this, if I'm not wrong? And this is all very inexplicit, so very, very vague. So I'm reading between the lines. When Shabbos happens, the Aliyah, the ascent of everything rises. Malchus rises up into Yisoyed, Yisoyed rises up into Hay. Everything rises, everything rises. Vayita Eishel of Shabbat means only one thing, Malchus rose. Or said alternatively that the ten sfiras of Atzilas of Abavinu connected to Malchus. That's what that's a taich. Vayita Eishel, he plants a tree, he takes the ten sfiras of Atzilus, and he plants them in Malchus. Look at the very last line of this Maimed, this paragraph. Vezehu inyin es and This is the concept of the ten trees, 
which is the tenth Svidis, which is connected to the seventh year, or in this Maimer, Ve'er Sheva, the well of Sheva, which also goes on Malchus, two observations. Observation number one. This is typical of Avram Avinu. Very holy man, did very godly things, but only up there, not down here. That's what the Pasuk is saying. Avraham Avinu reaches a level where he is moving the furniture around the Natsilas. But he cannot move the furniture from Natsilas into Briye. Only in Natsilas. If you will, that's Avraham Avinu's limitation. The Abish that created the world, Avinu Babacha knows this. Nisava Kodesh Boruch Dira in this pasuk, according to this interpretation, there is no tachtainim. There is only atzilus. Vayita eishal Avram Avinu is connecting the ten sviras of atzilus with malchus. He's lowering them to malchus. He's malchus raising up to them. So Avram Avinu, besides for all the physical interpretations of this pasuk, is having a profound mystical effect. But according to this initial interpretation of this pasuk, Avram Avinu's mystical effect is limited strictly to atzilus. Not but then, Atzilus is a lower level. The lower level of Atzilus is called Malchus. And the meaning of the Pasuk, Vayita, Esha, Bever, Sheva, is that the higher aspects of Atzilus are connecting to the lowest aspect of Atzilus, but it's only Atzilus. If a state, that's the first pshat, Vayita, Esha, Bever, Sheva, and Pnimi, Yonim, is Avraham is moving the furniture around in Atzilus. That the lowest level of Atzilus is becoming connected to the higher levels in Atzilus, which is significant. Connecting something higher with something lower is meaningful, but only in the world of Atzilus. That is the Pshat. So sure, Avraham did all kinds of wonderful things, Lamata, but Avraham Avinu was also a great mystic. And as such, everything Avraham Avinu did here was being paralleled Lamaila. But Avraham's influence, Lamaila, remained Lamaila. He couldn't cross over from Lamaila to Lamata. So the Rebbe continues. Next paragraph. And this whole Zoya that we just read about connecting the ten Sfiris with Malchus, if you will, the Tachten within Atzilus, is Mashakosu. It says in our Pasha, Vayita that Avraham Avinu reaches the Madrege where he is able to plant the tree of Ein Sof, the Ilon Agodol, the tree of Atzilah into Malchus. What is this planting of Eishel, of a tree, Esenet now, the ten trees that goes on the ten spheres as they're described in the Zayah. The most basic translation of the word Eishel is trees. Like it says in Evan Ezra, Beit Pashtani Amik. And what is a tree? The face of Atsilas is called a tree. Shubachinis Tzemech, Shavatzilas, which is the plant level of Atsilas, says that Abebu Koilu Kola Esesvidas da Atsilas, that's an Atias. For reasons I can't get into in Kabbalah, as opposed to in Hasidus, Zah is an allusion to the whole of Atsilas, even though that we have Chachma, Bina, Zah, and Nukve, in Kabbalah, Zeh, Rampin. The small face, the ponim of Ishtashulas goes on Atzilus. So Vayita Eishel means he takes the face of Atzilus, the godliness of Tensvidas of Atzilus, and joins them with Malchus. If you will, this is already words that I probably am not entitled to say, he's making a dira betachtoinim bo In Atzilus, he's planting the higher Tensvidas in Malchus. 
But that's it. I should say, Vayita Asholois or Asholim was a Eshel. Umashekosa Vayita Eshel, Lashed Yochid. Eshel means one tree. According to the Kabbalah, there are ten Svidas, correspondingly ten trees. True. Atzilus is ten trees, but all those ten trees are connected because Atzilus is a world of unity. It's a world of godliness, which means not only that the Svidas of Atzilus are connected to the godliness, which is higher than Atzilus, but that the Svidas of Atzilus are connected to the godliness of the other Svidas. So all ten trees are in effect one tree. So Vayita Sheva means that the tree, the Ein Sof, of the Svidas, of the Eiram, and of Atzilus, he connects to Be'er Sheva, finishes the Rebbe, the paragraph, Be'er Sheva, he, Svidas Amalchus, the number seven, as indicated in Be'er Sheva, goes on Malchus, for I knew what was Avraham Avinu's accomplishment at the age of a hundred, Hamshachas, as the Svidas, the Svidas Amalchus, to bring godliness down from a higher level to Malchus of Atzilus. Now, to give you a contrast, in Deir Eiren by Lech Lecha, what does it say? That before Avraham, got the name Avraham, he was called Avraham. What is Avraham? Seichel Anela He was such a deep intellectual, such a high level that nobody could relate to him. And he couldn't relate to nobody. So Avraham Avinu, in the beginning of his life, was Avraham. He was beyond Vayita Eishel. Avraham Avinu was in no position to be Mashpia, even within Atzilis itself. And when the Abishta gives him the oath, hey, Avraham, Avraham is able to bring godliness from a higher level to a lower level. So our Pasha says, if I'm not wrong, at this point in his life, Avraham is bringing the Svirus of Atilus down only until Malchus of Atilus and not lower. And the Rebbe continues. What does it say in Rashi? That Eishel doesn't mean a tree. Eishel either means a hotel or it means a garden of many trees. Says the Rebbe. Let's look inside. Third line, second line from the top of page two. The interpretation that Rashi says that Eishel doesn't mean one tree, but a whole orchard of trees, many trees. Now, that's the first shot that we brought. In other words, whether Eishel means one tree, or Eishel means uh, many trees that amount to a padis, an orchard, a garden of trees, both of those interpretations are consistent. And it's what the Zayar is saying, that Vayita Eishel means Avraham had an influence from a higher level to a lower level, but only in the world of Atzilis. But then there's a second shot. V'chad Omar Pundik. The other one says that it was a hotel. Now, hotels exist in Olam mysticism too. What's a hotel? Huh? It's a house. Third line for the top of the page. I'm sorry, fourth line. If you go according to the second interpretation, that Ram didn't only plant a tree in Be'er Sheva, which means to say that he's having an influence from a higher level of Atzilus, to quote only a lower level in Atzilus, but that he made a pundik, a hotel. A hotel's a house. Right? People come to the house and leave the house. Says that Eben, this is a whole nother vayitation. Let's read. So he brings Marma Kamis, six lines from the top. 
that what do you have a pundik for? Why do you have a hotel? For Eishel, right? What is Eishel? Achila, Shtia, what's the third thing? Either Lino, which means to sleep, or Lavaya, which means to accompany. What's the difference if we interpret Achila, Shtia, Lino, or Achila, Shtia, Lavaya? The difference is very simple. If you say that a hotel is a place for people to eat, drink, and sleep, the influence of a hotel on the person is only while the person is in the hotel. But if you read it the other Rosh Levayo, that means to say you bring a person in, you warm him up, and when he leaves, you accompany him. What does this mean mystically? That Vayita Eishel Levayo that Avraham already started to have an influence on the worlds outside of Atzilis. That by planting a Elon, a Pundik, in Be'er Sheva, which is Malchus of Atzilis, he had an influence. Do you want a pen? He had an influence, not only on Atzilis, but Levaya. That when the person goes, you see, so the second pshat is deeper than the first pshat. And the first pshat of Avraham's influence was only in Elam Ha'achtos, which is consistent with Avraham's Madregi. The second shot says, no, let's read it inside. The B in Rosh Hashanah, six lines on top of the page. That Eishel is achilo shtiyo levaya. Eating and drinking and then accompanying a person. The two different things. Sugecha, the first category is called achilo shtiyo. Give a person to eat and to drink. Now what happens when a person eats and drinks? You become one with the food and drink. Now what do you think food and drink means? And that's eating and drinking. Which are deeper things. The second thing is to accompany a person. What do you accompany a person? A person leaves your house. And you make five steps. And then you go back home. You are now guarding that person until he comes to his new destination. Which is why the din was by um, no? by Egla Rufa. That the presumption is that we didn't accompany him. A person is killed on the derech. Why did he die? Because the people, the city didn't accompany But the people have no obligation to accompany him till the next town. They walk with him three steps. But those three steps that one Jew does with another Jew is Havayetzilcha. It acts as a shadow that shame it, that protects that person until he arrives at the other place. So you think you make three steps with the person when he leaves your home. But you're giving that person a shmideh until he arrives in his new destination. And the Rebbe calls that makif. You're not giving them anything concrete. It's not food and drink. But it's an enveloping, it's an embracing, it's a holding in a makif way that preserves the person when he leaves your point, when he leaves your bias, when he leaves your home. Shehu shezeho inyan makif, which is an indirect influence. Degam kashiyetzi lachotz. He's leaving your pundik. He's leaving your hotel. He's going out of Elam Ha'achtos. He's leaving Atzilus. One is accompanying the next in an indirect way. And when we descend into the lower worlds, the Ebesh that acts as a shadow that preserves us and protects us even when we're outside of Elam Ha'achtos. You go away from the unity of God Almighty. And the Ebesh that Ha'achtos accompanies us there as well. Says the Rebbe Shemalava, it accompanies the person and guards. What does it mean spiritually? 
Yiddishkeit is eating and drinking down of Edipnimius. Ulavai and accompaniment, he Aveda the Makifim Cholov. It's a service of Makif. I have no idea what that ever means. If Tayda Mitzvah is Pnimi, what's not included in Tayda Mitzvah? It's, it's Makif means something spiritual, I presume. I presume. The idea that one yid has an influence on another yid which is not changing the person in an obvious way. At the same time, it's providing the person what's called in Lashna Shaz, a mazel, a shmire, that protects the person. So how does it say, avoid the Vesech Nishpunkt? But this is what the Teda is saying. He's not only having an influence with Eshava and Atzilus, he's having an influence in Atzilus that should continue to influence even in the lower worlds. Levaya Hachutza. Actually, two different pshatim. One interpretation says that the meaning of the word Eishel is Lina, to sleep. Now, Lina, sleeping, you also do in the hotel, which is Atilas. But when you're asleep, you're vulnerable spiritually. It's still connected to the hotel, which protects the person. When you sleep in a house, you're not paying attention. So you expect a house to guard you. Right? So it's also not, the house is not giving you eating and drinking, but it's giving you a shmide, which is a makif, but a, clo- a safe makif. This is a shmide even after you leave the home. The have said many times, when you put up a mezuzah on your home, it doesn't only protect you while you're in your home, it protects you even when you leave. It's a more indirect effect. It's a very special makif. So the Rebbe says, Again, this is based on Tafresh Lamet. The first part is based on Tafresh Nur. Already then, and so forth, that gives a shmira even to a yid, a person who finds himself in the lower worlds, but because he initially has a shaykhs to pnim, to atzilis, it gives him a shmira even when he leaves. So if, if you wanted to look at it from the language of Dira Batachtainim, you're watching something develop. In the first pshat, Tachtainim is in Malchus of Atzilis. And the second shot of is very chutz. Raham is able to, at this point in his life, have a hashpa in atzilos that fill, spills over even the chutz l'atzilos. Then the Rebbe brings a third pshat. He brings a third pshat. It's a very weird pshat. Because it's mamish like what you call a gadeire It's connecting words. That we find in Tanakh by Shmuel that the Pasuk says Vishal Shaul was sitting in Giva under the Eishel in a place called the Roma now we know what Eishel means right Eishel means godliness Eishel means godliness that even can give you a Shmira when you go but here it says Eishel Beroma the Pirish Beroma Beroma means that this tree which is godly and gives you a shmita even when you stand chutzlid is not atzilus but in soft much much higher than atzilus and he brings that eye from the beginning of Shmuel Meshakos of Ramakani who said Ramakani girls the boys don't learn Tanakh Chana Chana right Ramakani by the Shem right all the songs by the Shem Chana and we say it Rosh Hashanah that's why I know it 
Dat is goed zijn als ik geleerd Ramakani, en de Gemara says, what does Ramakani mean? Hannah was the mother of Shmuel, and she anointed two kings. He anointed two kings, Shaul HaMelech and David HaMelech. But there's a difference. Shaul was Nimshach Bepach, with a regular jog. And David HaMelech, since he was Malchus based David, was Nimshach Bekerin, with a horn. They used to put the Mashiach oil into a Kerin. And the Gemara says that all kings, besides for Malchus based David, were Nimshach Bepach, Veshem and Apasimei. And Malchus based David, Nimshach Bekerin, with Shem and Hamishcha. So she says, Ramakani, my son's Meshicha with a Keren has a Shaykhist to Atikayman, to Ainsaf, to the Atmos of Ainsaf. And therefore, David because it has such a high Shadish, it lasts forever here. So wait, so what's the Rebbe saying? It's connected to. Eishel Baromo. So what is the third pshat saying? In the first pshat and the second pshat we're saying that Avraham Avinu had a connection to Atzilus, in Sof, Svidus, and he connected Atzilus till Malchus, or he connected Atzilus till Chutz. But now we're saying Eishel Baromo, that the godliness that Avraham accessed was not only godliness in Atzilus, but the godliness of the Atzimus of the godliness of Atikyoyimit. Eishel Baromo. Now what happens when you reach a higher source? You can come to a lower level. And that's the title. Ramakani. How does Chana know that David HaMelech's Malucha is going to last forever because the Shadish of his Meshicha, the Shadish of his Keren, is from the of Rama. So they never ties those two things together. So you have like this. Eishel equals Eishel Barama. Eishel Barama equals Ramakani. Eishel means Atzilus. Eishel Barama means Atakeimen. And Ramakani means at Malchus, which is the lowest level. Because it's getting a keach, the highest madrege doesn't have an end. Continues the Rebbe and he says, It all comes together at the end of the apostle. What did it say at the end of the apostle? That Avraham Avinu calls in this place called Be'er Sheva. In the name of God. Now, according to the first pshat that the Maimah brought, which is basically Isaiah. And according to the second shot that the brought, which is a Zayed that's compounded by Pshutesh Shalmeka, by Arashi, he didn't explain the second half of the Pasuk. Only the first half of the Pasuk. Why? Because the Kabbalah is talking about Avram Avinu's influence in Atzilus. And there's no connection between Avram's influence in Atzilus. And the end of the Pasuk is describing what he did here, Bipshutesh Shalmeka, he changed the physical world. But according to the third shot, since the Vayita Eishel is Eishel Baroma, in other words, the access that Gavram Avinu had to Lakus was not only to Gilead Lakus, Lakus of Atzilus, but the Atmos of Lakus of Atzilus, Atika Kadisha, that's the Pshat. The Koyach that Avram had to bring godliness into this world came because his Madrega was Eishel Baroma from Ein Sof, and therefore his influence on the physical world. That's the Rebbe says now. In Isa Begemora, the Rebbe explains that when it says Ramakarni Koya Malchus Dovet. Chana says, my keren, my horn, which is an allusion to the fact that her son will one day anoint David HaMalach B'Keren, should be uplifted, who Malchus Nitzchi is, should be forever. Now, David HaMalach being a Malach forever is not an esoteric thing. David HaMalach being a Malach forever is an Eilim Azeh HaGashmi V'Achumri. And that's the title, Ramakadni, that because the Koyach for this Meshichah comes from Ramah, from Atika Kadisha, it's a Nitzchi 
Malchus and Nitzchi in this world. Right? According to the first pshat in this pasuk, which is the chesidish pshat, which is really strict zayak and even according to the second pshat in this pasuk, Avraham's eishel is only atzilus, einsof of gilui, and therefore Avraham's influence is very very limited. So we don't connect the first half of the pasuk with the second half of the pasuk. The second half of the pasuk is talking about what he did by Gashmias. The first half of the Bazim, the Ruchnius, there's no connection to Gashmis. But according to the third Pshat, that the Ruchnius is not Eishel of Atzilus, but the Roma, Atma Saints of Atika Kadisha, so forget. Because Avraham is having a higher source, the Vekikr Shem Hashem, Beshem Avaya El Elam, in the Gashmis, the world, is a result, you see what the Rebbe is doing, is a result of the Pneumius Pshat in Avraham's life. In other words, according to the first two Pshatim, the spiritual Avraham and the physical deeds of Avraham are not connected. According to the third pshat, they're entirely connected. If Eishel means Eishel Baramah, Eishel Baramah also means Ramakarni, that means to say this incredibly high level of godliness makes an effect on the physical world. That just like David's kingship is forever physically, Avraham's influence on physical people and physical earth was rooted in his godly inspiration. And the Rebbe continues. That the physical hashpah that Avraham has on this world is a direct effect from the Vayita Eishel. So when I tell you at the beginning of the Maimed, why is this Pasuk in Pashas Vayeda, not in Pashas Lech Lecha, you understand? Because uh, this is my own understanding of the Diyak and the Maimed. It's now that Avraham reaches this Madrege after the Brismila and so forth, that not only is he able to be Mamshech Alakus from higher Madreges to lower Madrege, he's reaching such a higher level of godliness that he's influencing the physical world. And the Rebbe continues, the Nasif, the the simple pshat which means that the Eibishter is the master of the world. The Nasif La is the second pshat, which is even deeper. That That not only does Kel Eilam mean the Eibishter is the master of the world. Kel Eilam means that the world and the Eibishter are one, like it says, Ein Eid and Ein Eid Mulvade. Now we're saying a third shot. Kail doesn't only mean that God is the master of the world, or God is one with the world, but that the world how to say eternal. In other words, not only is he saying that the world is one with God, but the world was one with God in such a way that it could never change. Why is the world one with God in a way that it could never change? Because you're revealing absence. Calls the man, you're shining lights into this world, even the highest lights, like the times of Shleim HaMelech, like other Mishim before the Chet, it's Shaykh HaSashinui. When Imam Sheikh Atzmus, the world itself becomes God in such a way that it's not subject to change. So the third, the, the third Pshat and Kehilelum is that the connection between the Eibishter and his world is an eternal thing, because Imam Sheikh from the Madrega of Eishel, the Roma, Roma, Karni, which has influenced the physical world. So what you see here is that Eber takes a Pashat, a Pasuk, explains the Chesidus of the Pasuk, and shows you that the various Maimodim are not saying the same thing in different ways. It's three different things, and in fact, it's three different Madregis. One is strict Atzilus. One is Atzilus, which has a bit of Ashbal, a Chutz, Bederach, Makir. And the third is Atzimus, Aven, Zavatika, Gadisha, which is Nimshech, into the Gashmi, Yisdeka, world. Vezehu, Vayita, Eishu, Vayishav. Now the whole Pasuk makes sense. Not just the first half of the Pasuk. That Avram brings down godliness into Be'er but since the garden is coming from such a high level, Be'er Sheva still means Malchus of Atilas, by the way. 
but the bringing it down into Be'er Sheva is to such a degree that on the physical world of Ram's life and his serving the Abish of Teiru Mitzvah so Makifim V'chul says Rebbe in conclusion Boim Bekor of Mamesh become immediately Lishleimus Kiyom HaMitzvah to the wholeness and perfection and peacefulness of fulfilling mitzvahs Shia Ki Mitzvah Sitz Nacham Mitzvahs they come from a higher Madregis Va'akitzu Ve'ranenu Sheikhni Ofer they should wake up and sing those who are Sheikhni Ofer whose birthday was this Shabbos amongst them Rebbe says the following